Welcome back to the Rec Center. He's Jack Ferris. I'm Lindsay Joy. One of us watched Succession this week. One of us didn't, uh, but we're going to talk about that a little bit. We're going to talk about some TV and just uh, life in general. How you doing? I'm good. For those who are like Lindsay and haven't watched this week and are kind of tuned out of Succession, you're going to like this one. This one is very fun. Even it's, I think it's objectively fun. There's a lot of funny stuff going on. There's hijinks that ensue they're trying to get a deal done there's the show's best when there's set pieces you know what i mean like shiv's wedding and season one um this is the shareholders meeting and it is a share show i didn't want to use my one swear there so i didn't say shit oh i didn't didn't pick up on that right away the thing i liked about season two was every episode was an event every episode Mm -hmm. was Mm-hmm. They're in like I don't think it was specifically Idaho, but they were like at a retreat for rich people, like the Bill Gates retreat or whatever. Mm-hmm. It, 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 there's a specific one every year. I should know what it's called. I'm forgetting it right now. But they went to that, and like everything was a specific setting. When they went to the other rich, the Pierces, wait, Pierces, the other yeah, family, Turnhaven. Ter- is that the name of the? It was the name of the. the yeah, like estate. they, for for lack of a better way to describe it they went places together that were not new york city and we have kind of lost that we had it with adrian brody but we've definitely lost a little bit of that this year this season the show is really good at getting you somewhere else finding an excuse to get all the characters together like the yacht in greece yeah that's i think that's the best episode of the show finale of season two um, but we can, we can jump right in. Do you want to talk about anything else? I'm fully willing no. to dive right in. No, I'm sta- I'm sitting here in sweat because I, I was running late and I haven't showered yet post gym. Okay. You were working out. I was going to say, are you just sweating because of <laughs> commute or were you sweating because okay. I'm just, I'm just stressed out? That's fair. So you went Zags gym. I went halftime to Zags and then I was like, what am That's I fair. doing? I don't need to watch this. Say this is dumb. So I like texted you and I was like, we push it back and I sprinted. Okay. I was wondering how the Zags blowout game extended, like how late we had to record versus recording earlier. Yeah. And do you want, oh, well, you are in the root area in Mm -hmm. in Portland, aren't you? Yeah. I missed my guy Heister tonight. What what do you watch on? You know, what was that about? I have have no idea. I could have Googled My question was, we're going to lose the non-Zag fans, but he, Zag. Weird. Heister always does the region, the uh, regional sports network games, the root games for Gonzaga. For some reason, he wasn't on it tonight. And my thought was, what was so important tonight that Heister poo-pooed Gonzaga? It had to have been a Pac-12 game in which the Pac-12 was paying him more. Possibly, but I don't think, aside from UW is playing at home against, um, they beat uh, Texas Southern. I don't think they there were any regional games. Um, I think he. I think I think oh, our guy he, Chris, he goes to Corvallis. Oh, I was going to say he also might have chosen because Wazoo's playing. Um, okay, now go. we're just deep in college. Anyway, so Heister is so committed that he, on the opening day of the season, did the Wazoo game at noon in Pullman and then drove back into the Zag game at like six. So he pulled oh. a long, long day just to bless let's us with give, his voice. Let's not give him too much credit. He probably didn't have to do too much prep for Gonzaga. And that's not a slight on him. He's just done so many goddamn because he's so close to the program. He doesn't have to prepare anything fair but that drive to is an hour and a half minimum so it's fair on the road in addition to two college basketball games it's just a nah. long day that's a long day 
He's making that money. What are we doing? Why are we talking to Greg Heister? I, I honestly love Greg Heister. Everyone who knows me knows that about me. So shout out to Greg. I mi- I, I genuinely missed him on the. Who was that? Blowouts. That, that, no that guy was terrible. I, I don't know what him. Sam. What I don't know what Sam was doing. Why wasn't Sam Adams on the call? Like he's the backup. I don't know who nah, that guy was. I think his name was Tom. <laughs> his name was Tom. I I missed Greg. Blowouts are not the same without him. I watched the Monday Night Football game instead because I had fantasy implications. We won't talk about those. That's even Speaking more boring. Blowouts. Yeah, it was a terrible game. Anyway, that's our sports talk for the night. Let's get into succession. I, again, have not watched this episode. My thought, because we didn't record last week, was I love Adrian Brody so, so, so much. I hate that episode because I think it cheapens the season finale of two because the fact that they just like got together and we're on the same team again. And I understand it's complicated and it wasn't just like solved right away. But the fact that Kendall and Papa Roy are together again and again, like on the same team, it just cheapens. It It makes it makes what happened in season two non-consequential. And you had this big. Expo- so what's the point of, of Kendall even doing what he did in two if we're all just going to come back together? And now Kendall's a successor again. They're what's not. The point? They're not back together, though. The, no. they, they were trying to show face in front of one of the top investors, one of the top shareholders, because without the shareholders, the Roy family is nothing, right? They lose everything. So okay. Kendall wants what Logan has. Kendall's coming to take what Logan has, but Kendall can't take anything if if Logan loses everything before he can take it. You know what I mean? So he need they need to it's in Kendall's best interest to have people believe that his dad is still um on the up and up and vice versa. Yeah, Logan I, needs people to believe that his kids are able to pull things off. I understand specifically the part where he faints at the end. I don't, this isn't, I, I assume people that are listening to this have watched recent episodes of succession. The part where he faints, like I understand fully why they had to make him seem like he's not about to die tomorrow. However, again, the fact that like there is even that Adrian Brody is even expected to look at the two of them and think that they can even be in the same room after what Kendall did is, is it is too far fetched for me to pretend to believe. Oh, well, I mean, he, Adrian Brody doesn't believe it. I know. Okay. So I guess fair, but then it's just like, what I think they just wanted to bring, Again, you you said like they bring people together in different places that are not New York. They wanted to bring them together as opposed to keeping them apart the entire season. I just think it cheapens what they did. This big explosion of a decision that was made in an end of two, I think it cheapens that entire episode. I, yeah, okay. I, I do think the scenes where Kendall and Logan are left alone together. The first couple of scenes are so great. It was so awkward. I don't disagree. <laughs> it's so fun. Uh, so another thing to your point is like, I don't understand how uh, Greg w- is able to just go like bounce back and forth and everyone's cool with it. Like they kind of like Greg is working or was working for Kendall and then he wasn't. And like, it's all good kind of thi- like you would think the battle lines would be clearly drawn and it would be a big deal if Greg went into work. And that's, like, met with logan and vice versa that's one thing i was enjoying about season three once we had the episode with the kids all in the apartment and they all go to the little kids room and they're all the the kids being the the roy children um shiv roman and kendall and then connor i could do without honestly i get i love connor i i i do not 
um, all of my love that maybe people have towards Connor goes to Roman for me, but I just, I don't, I don't find Connor funny. I assume there are people that do. It's really? he's just, he's I not for Connor. me. Roman, I think is like the funniest person. No question. I think Connor is not remotely funny. I just, I get it, but I don't, it's just not for me. He's not for me. I, I he's fine. He can stay. But the point of that was to say like, once the donuts came, they said, screw you. I'm a dad. And like, I felt like everyone was on a team and I'm all about gray area, but like, we don't need to muddy the waters there. Why can't we just have people on this side or this side? And then that's the show. I mean, that's the show. Like the show is them at war. Instead, it's just people flip-flopping every week because the show doesn't want to draw the battle lines clearly, even though they did in the end of two, they did. And then when they had the, the scene with the kid, when they had the episode with the kids, they did, but then they just, Whenever I throw my hands up in the air and, and I'm like, wait, how how are they talking in a room? Like, how are they friends? They just like, you know, threw a Molotov cocktail into that person's car. But now they're like it, publicly, but now they're like, well, with it. I also don't know where that world is, you know, where litigation like is a daily part of your life when you're when you're dealing with lawsuits every time you turn it. Like, I don't I, I, I don't know how that world. Like, maybe that's maybe you go walk into a press conference and rip somebody and have coffee with them the next day. You know, I don't know. I mean, obviously there's, there's shades of the Trump kids with the show. Like, I don't know if they've ever admitted that because it is the Murdoch's, but it's also like the Trump children. Um, and I think that there's probably like, they all hit each other, but they work together. I can understand a little bit of that if that's what the show wants to do, but that doesn't feel like that didn't it doesn't feel like what Kendall did that the end of season two I just think it I just think that we've we've walked backwards and I wanted to go forwards from that moment and we're just walking backwards and I think I, it is I'm kind I of think, over that I think you need to watch episode four I think we are moving okay. forward a little bit um anyway I did not watch it you can give me that was like my big overall no I want, feeling no. coming out of three but you can give four thoughts thoughts on four uh how about this for a thought you mentioned Alan Ruck, Connor. Alan Ruck is n- uh, nine or ten years younger than Brian Cox, who plays Logan. Stop. Yeah. Really? He's 65. And uh, Brian Cox is 75. Well, Brian Cox obviously looks like an old 75. He does a very good job of looking like someone who's about to die. I think if you saw him on the street, he, you'd think he looks fine. But Brian Cox has been he, Brian Cox is one of those guys where he's been old for our entire lives. Like when he was Agamemnon and Troy, he's like so, an old guy. I've seen him in like interviews and stuff and press stuff. He's he looks old. I don't I don't know what you're supposed to look like when you're 75, but he looks he's an old guy. Here's the craziest part: when I saw Alan Ruck was 65, I was like, wait, how old is he in Ferris Bueller's Day Off? Guess how old Cameron is in Ferris Bueller's Day Off? Like how old the, how old he was as an actor? Yes. Well, doing the math, it would he would have had to be 35. 30. Okay. He's playing a 17, 18 year old as a 30 year old. The eighties were the best. You just get away with that shit. Oh, there it is. Oh, okay. Let's move on. Let's move on from succession. We're, you're, we're, you're, yeah, no, if you don't want to, I'm, I'm good. I am. I'm looking forward to, well, like I still watch the show. I just, it's Monday and I didn't watch it last night and then I didn't watch it tonight. So I'll watch it probably tomorrow. I um, think it's a bet. I think it's better on Monday night because Sunday you're, I think you're to your point. It's, you're I don't like, watch a real watch show. Out you watch out it out of, of habit. With football, I don't watch a real show on Sunday nights typically. 
um, Mayor of Easttown was a non-football season show. And I did watch that every Sunday, but that was a non-football. That was, that was an off-season. Summer, summer show. Yeah, it was an off-season show. So uh, we'll jump back in on episode five next week. Um, what is your first wreck? I can do two, three. I honestly have like a million wrecks. Um, oh, really? I've been watching a lot of movies. So like one thing you do that I don't do is you watch a lot of movies and that only takes an hour and a half to two hours of your time. Whereas I try to watch shows and i like to finish them before i come here although obviously that's not always possible um but i have watched like movies and docs lately so i feel like i can just spit out however many we need so how many do you have how many do you want to do i have three and i want to go quick because i am like getting cold and Take my it away. sweat and that's the worst feeling ever you know what i mean we'll, we'll keep it short um okay <clears throat> catching killers on netflix i i uh slacked you this earlier <laughs> And you had no idea what I was talking about. Can I just give the no context slack that I got, which was we were talking about succession and you just go, I have a hot take and it's that the Green River Killer needs his own show. Well, and no. I was like, okay. He- for Okay. We need a little bit of context here because you were like, if we record, can we just do 40 minutes? Here we are in minute 20. And I was like, yeah, I just have really, I really have one thing I just need to get out there in the world. And it's that the Green River Killer deserves its own goddamn six hour series not unlike the um night stalker last summer or last fall i think it was uh catching killers dropped one of those classic netflix skills it drops it was in the top 10 for like a minute and then it bounced because ryan reynolds and the rock made a movie um it's really good the i think uh eight episodes i want to say something like that but the first one is green river killer and it's that guy's the green river it's what a story that is crazy crazy story and they get they tell the whole story in 50 minutes five zero um and i was disappointed because it's an anthology it's like a bunch of different things and the rest are like a lot of them are i shouldn't say the rest because i've only seen three Shh, don't tell anybody a lot of them are like this guy people who killed two or three women it's always women guys over women sorry about that and um you know, they catch him like 10, 15 years later because they were able to find spit on a shoe or something. But the Green River Killer story is crazy. Like 50 women that disappeared. And they like had the guy and they didn't have a guy. And there was another like cab driver who didn't do it, but he like loved the attention of people thinking he did it. So he would like call King and like Como, the that's the local news in Seattle people and like hold press conferences with them. <laughs> like yeah the fbi called me again they really think i did it those guys like it was it's it's fascinating um and they condensed it down into 15 minutes and it was really disappointing uh they only caught green river killer like 25 years ago when he was like raging in the 80s the the reason he's so he's specific northwest is he specifically seattle i know i just think of him as like pnw like into the into the mountains a little bit yeah pretty much just king county yeah i I do remember, I mean, there's video, like I can picture him in my brain because there's video footage of his court dates or whatever. And so he, it's someone where there probably is a little more video than some of the older cases, like Ted Bundy cases. There's not, people no. keep making documentaries about him and there's no video. Right. It's right. it's nothing. They're just, it's reenactments and stuff. I'm over Ted Bundy. I got Ted Bundy. If, Ted Bundy is fascinating, but we've done it. Let's move on. We've done it 900 different ways with Zach Efron and someone else like playing it just, yeah, it's too much. Okay. So actually that leads really well into mine. What's your, um, I'll go, I'll go, I'll go three, five. Okay. I've, again, I've only watched the, I'm very lazy, but, uh, the green river killer one is fat. I had I, growing up in the Bay area. I had no idea. 
of all some of these details. So the reason I have not watched that show yet is because the trailer for it, when you open up your homepage and it plays like a little video that you didn't ask for, uh, just like on Netflix, the trailer for it is, um, seems boring. It seems like it was, they did not a good job, do a good job of picking a clip for that. So if you're like me and that's why you haven't watched it, Jack apparently says push through that. And Dude, they're, Netflix is so lazy with that. Cause the, the, the series is fun, but they, they, I think Netflix just thinks they don't have to, cause we're going to click on it and guess what? They got me. Sometimes they make real trailers. Like I'm sure Red Notice had had like oh, seven, yeah, yeah, had yeah. seven different trailers. This is not a, it's a it's a two minute clip of one of the episodes, and it's just an, an old detective talking, and it's a straight two minute clip of him talking. It's not a trailer of the show. When you like hover over the icon, kind of thing, or yeah. if you wait too long on it, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like on my homepage. I think it was yeah. like the main thing it was trying to serve me, and it was again did not seem that interesting. But I will delve into that i still have to do the crime sports what's the sports mini docs crime ones the thrashers oh i God. haven't it's not untold or, or uh, is it untold it is untold i believe yeah i haven't even untold colon thing yeah stuff i i have not gotten there but i i it's on my list i just haven't done it so yours leads well into mine i'll just go off the bat with the stars i'm going giving this four stars it's called yara and it's an italian movie I feel like I've been watching a lot of foreign language stuff lately. I also finally got around to Squid Games. Um, so dark. I do recommend it. We're not going to talk about it. Jack already recommended it um, on here. But this is another foreign language thing. So watch it when you have 90 minutes to read subtitles because you have to. It's an Italian movie. It's a movie, not a documentary, but it's it's completely true. It's a, a murder from, well... It's a missing girl from 2010, 11, 12, 13. And she's 13 years old. She goes missing in Italy. It's the you know story of the cop that's obsessed with finding her. The story is absolutely insane. And you mentioned like DNA spitting on a shoe and figuring out a case 15 years later. Like that's what this is. But because Italy is just like a different world um, than we live in, they basically had all of the people like at one point it was like all the men in the area would go to these places and like give their dna and through that they were able to like find someone who was because they had dna from the crime again this was like i think it's 2013 they have this dna all of the men in italy give the cops their dna they're able to figure obviously the killer doesn't when you say they give cops their dna what do you mean i think they just swab their cheek Oh, okay. Or you spit into something. So you. I thought we were talking about something way funnier. Oh no! It's just it's just your DNA comes out of you in a lot of ways. Yeah, no, but I could imagine I like I mean Italy's maybe a decade or two behind. (laughs) Maybe in like a small town, they're like, all right, pass the cup around. It it was to my knowledge, it was like a cheek a cheek swab. But maybe, but maybe not. I mean, get get imaginative with it. Um, but anyway, they're able to find like a relative of the killer, and then it's the way that they caught this person is insane. I remember reading about this case five years ago, six years ago, and it wasn't fully solved at that point. So like, it was a huge deal before the crazy ending, and then the crazy ending happens. And so my only beef with this is like, I wish it was a documentary and not a movie because it's not very like dramatized. It's very true to what happened. And there's like this court scene and it's not like the overdramatic cinematic. Like, I don't think the filmmaking's that good, 
but the story is so good. It's a hundred percent worth the 90 minutes. It's just super interesting knowing that it's exactly how it happened makes it like all the more interesting. I do wish it was a documentary. Like I, I wish someone made a documentary of this first before we went into a movie, but four stars, it's called Yara, Y-A-R-A. It's like, it's a top 10 movie, but it's not on the top 10 when you open Netflix because it's not a top 10 like overall. Um, but it's it's up there. It's really good. I highly recommend it. What is your next arc? Number two is, oh gosh, maybe I should have looked this up. I can go next. No, go, yeah, go for it. Love Hard. I loved it. Do you know what I'm talking about? It's like the number one movie, number one thing on Netflix. Is it? Who's Love Hard? It? Yeah, it's no, the Nina Dobrev show movie. No, they're not. You don't know with mm-hmm. Jimmy O. Yang? Uh, no, I don't know. And I'm the familiar. guy from Sell Never me. Have I Ever? Darren something. It's the it's the new rom com. It's the number one thing on Netflix. It's the new. It's a Christmas movie. Um, oh shit! What? No. It's a Netflix Christmas movie with people I've never heard of. That means it's you've trash. heard of Nina Dobrev, Jimmy. Do you watch um, Silicon Valley? Oh yeah. Remember the guy who did Hot Dog or No Hot Dog? The, <laughs> with the app. The, yeah. Yeah, he made the app, the Asian, he's like the main guy, he's one of the main like tertiary friends. Not, well, I guess he's not like a main tertiary. He lives in the house. He's, he, he beefs with, um, what's his name? TJ, Google Jimmy O. Yang. Oh, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like the leading man. um, My sister, you know who this is. My sister matched with this guy on uh, Bumble six years ago. The actor, like the real guy. Yeah, what's his name you, in, um, in uh, I can't, I do not know characters' names ever. I just pulled out TJ, whatever oh, the actor's name great. is, because I couldn't remember. I, I don't, I never, I literally don't know characters' names. Oh, we have, we have a Caucasian, Asian, interracial, interracial relationship, or is it a love triangle? It's a sort of a love triangle. And actually, both of the men are Asian American because mm-hmm. the other guy is also Asian. Wow, this movie got trash reviews, but a really good audience score. It's a great movie. It really is. I don't, I don't know about. I'm going. Great. I'm going three five. Like I'm not going to go four, but it's it's so enjoyable. It's, wait, hold on. It, it, Jimmy O Yang, can we confirm that your sister matched with him? Because this movie is literally about. <clears throat> we can confirm it. Oh yeah, no, confirmed. The movie's yeah. about him. My matching sister with by, My sister gets married in February. By the way, I'm so sorry to Jimmy O Yang. He's not. He, uh, he's not going to be my brother-in-law. What if I waited that long to tell you? First of all, congrats to Bridget. Second of all, I would have known if she was engaged to him. But third of all, the, the the movie is literally about him being on dating apps and people not matching with him because he's him. So he puts Darren Barnett's picture on there and he matches with Nina. She flies. Jing, Jing Yang. Jing Yang. Okay, I was now never going to pull that up. Like you know what I mean? Hot dog or no hot dog? Like yes. that's what I remember him from. Jing so. Yang. Okay, his his it's Jimmy O Yang, right? I'm saying that right. Yeah. He, and there's like an O initial in there. there um, o period. Yeah, I I thought I got the initial middle initial correct. I was just double checking. So, yeah, he's catfishing her. She figures it out. Is like, well, hook me up. So the real Darren Barnett lives in his. It's also in Lake Placid, by the way, which I like love that area. I went up there on my road trip, and I've always wanted to go back to Lake Placid. It's like a very small town in the absolute middle of nowhere so i love like the setting and 
it's just an enjoyable movie. It's honestly, so it took me a really long time to figure this out. Love Hard is a reference to the trite debate is Die Hard a Christmas movie. That's like mentioned many times in the movie. And so it's like a play on Die Hard is why it's called Love Hard. That's like the one negative of the movie. I was going to say, I have no patience for that. It's very dumb. It's You're very, very, very dumb. It is the only negative. I What's so crazy is that ties in with my third recommendation. It's, that's we're wild. Just, we're really accidentally in sync on this one. But seriously, watch this movie. It's it's like, it's not going to change I mean, I won't. Life. There's no way I watch No, this you should. You re- like, it's a really enjoyable. There's no shot. I put this on my TV. There's no way. I'm sorry. I'm just being honest with you. Why not? Because it's trash. It's not trash. It's, <laughs> it's the number formulaic. one. It's formulaic. You get charismatic people. You put it in the blender. You say, I want to appeal to 18 to 45-year-old women. Cool. And throw in some, like, um, you know, never mind. I was going to say something that was going to get me real in trouble. Really in trouble. I, I don't want to. Oh, uh, I know what you're going to say. Um, but, I just want to uh, also <laughs> note, it's produced by McG, who is famous for, like, the OC. Like, it's very, it does have that, like, cool teen vibe. I mean, they're not teens by any means, but like that, it has that like kind of vibe. I, it's again, it's not going to win an Academy Award. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying it's a very enjoyable movie, and it does not surprise me that it got a bad critic score and a good audience score. Like I'm here for the audience score. You're here for the critic score. Um, uh, I wouldn't say that. I wouldn't say that. I wouldn't say that. I just know that. Like, I mean, you've seen three or four or five of these movies. You've seen them all. The best formulaic. Netflix rom-com that I've ever seen is um, set it up. And I, to this day, I hate that. I love it so much, but it's so uh, I love that because I love them so much. Mm -hmm. Zoe Dutch. Joy Dutch and um, Uh, Greg Powell. Um, Oh my God. Powell. Powell. Grant G Powell. I literally saw him at the Super Bowl. Like, wait. Okay. Pat, I got, I got uh, Powell. Google um. Powell, Top Gun Two. Yeah, I was gonna say Google Top Glenn Gun Two. Powell, Glenn, Glenn Powell. Glenn Powell. I got G and Glenn I got Powell's, Powell. It was so close. Glenn Powell's. I want to be friends with him. I really enjoy that movie as well. Um, so okay, so I'm funny story, and this is fun for everybody involved. Um, there's a guy who works in media down here, and he was like giving the old uh, Hollywood thing a try for quite some time. We were BSing like a couple of years ago. And I'm like, he has like an IMDb page, IMDb page. And I'm like, came across, he did something with Glenn Powell like years ago, like a decade ago. I'm like, oh, dude, you know Glenn Powell? He was, I'm like, yeah. Or he says, yeah, we were roommates for a long time. And I go, you were roommates with Glenn Powell? Like, you know, and then I'm like, I'm not hiding it anymore. I'm just straight up fanboying over Glenn Powell. And uh, he goes, yeah, we both auditioned for what's the uh, Richard Linklater movie? Um, everybody wants some the baseball movie mm-hmm. with Glenn Powell and Joy Deutsch. Um, Deutsch, 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 and Zoe Dutch. Uh, Zoe Dutch. It's spelled weird, it's, but I think it's Dutch. Whatever. You know she dates Jimmy Tatro. I love that. Yeah, I do know that because I we're him so on deep into random celebrities right now. Um. Anyway, if you haven't seen Everybody Wants Some, I highly recommend it because you will fall in love with both of these characters. They're so good. And uh, they, anyway, so back to my story. This guy goes, yeah, 
we auditioned for the same role and he forgot his glove. He had to use my glove. So he got, he used my glove to get the role that I wanted. Should have sabotaged. Was that story better? It was better in my head. Anyway, the people who were listening are like, who the hell is Glenn Powell? And they have to like look him up. But for me, it was very exciting. This He's going to be a Top like- Gun 2. He's going to be a star after Top Gun 2. I just want to say real quick, though, like this entirely useful, useless base of knowledge I have in my head for people like Glenn Powell came in handy at the Super Bowl because Media Row is a bunch of C-list celebrities. And Glenn Powell's probably B-list. That's fair. Um, walking around on Radio Row and all the sports people are like, who's that? Should I get him on my radio show? And I'm like, that's Glenn Powell. He's in the upcoming top, like Top Gun movie. And I can like I can find any D-lister and tell you exactly who they are and what reality shows they're on. And like that is, it's never come in handy until I was on Radio Row at the Super Bowl. Have you heard Ryan Russillo's take on celebrities walking Radio Row? I don't think so. Maybe. It's one thing if you're a celebrity, it's very annoying to be around the Super Bowl and walk Radio Row and everyone's grabbing you and they want to talk. Then you're doing 15 minutes at a time and it's the worst and blah, blah, blah. What's worse than that is walking Radio Row and nobody wants to talk to you. Yeah, there was, I mean, like one of the (laughs) hit, literally one of the, so Martha Stewart was like the big one, but one of the hits of Radio Row that like everyone wanted was MC Hammer. Like it's a lot of has-beens and C-list and D-list. No offense to MC Hammer. They want to talk to him like ironically though. Yeah. Cause like who's heard from MC Hammer in the last 20 years, but he was like one of the biggest hits. Cause there just wasn't a t- I mean, there's obviously a ton of famous athletes is the, is the thing. But then if you're a, a singer or an actor, you're just, you're probably not like Brad Pitt was not walking around. So enjoyable experience. Again, I was finally able to put this entirely useless knowledge to use. Um, shout out to Glenn Powell. What is your next rec? Um, yeah, I'm going to go quick. Um, I watched Finch on Apple TV and I was going to look it up, but I forgot, but Tom Hanks has to have this, um, this back channel agreement with Apple that he's making these movies and putting them out there on Apple TV because it like, I just don't understand it. He's the only, I mean, Tom Hanks is the biggest actor that we have outside of Leo Brad, and he's, and this is Clooney. just a, Second year in a row, he's knocking out a, a movie only available on Apple TV. What was the first one? Greyhound, the uh, submarine movie. Sure. Well, not a submarine. He's hunting a submarine, a German submarine. Anyway, neither here nor there. It's a classic dad movie. This is fine. It's cool. It's whatever. It's if you have, it's it's the Martian, but not as fun and not as scary. Like it's for kids. Um. It's a post-apocalyptic movie that is kid-friendly, is how I would put it. I wouldn't watch it again. Two five. That's it. No, it's not. A, it's honestly not even worth further discussion. It's it's Martian for kids and another generation's castaway with lower stakes and a cute dog. Okay, I have a quick one too. And this will be my third one. It's a documentary. It's on HBO Max. Have you watched What Happened, Brittany Murphy? Yeah. 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 You, did. you know what? And we have not talked about it. It's good. It's good. But I had, um, was it like an asbestos thing? I had listened to a podcast about six months ago that told me all about it. Did I just ruin it? No, no, no. But like the, you're talking about like the mold. Like, it's like the mold, mold is, is really to... bizarre. It's super, it's super yeah. weird. But don't you think that's better served for TV and not like a podcast? No, the podcast was phenomenal. No, okay, I'm sure. Oh, you know what it was though. Actually, you're probably right. It, I listened to, um, you know, Morbid. No, 
morbid is like the knockoff uh my favorite murder sure it's too it's there's too, it's so two many knockoff but is yeah, it's two half sisters who do it. It's just it's the same kind of deal. But they did Brittany, Brittany Murphy this summer, and I listened to it because I was like, "Oh, I don't actually know how Brittany Murphy died." Okay, so then you're like thirty three, right? Thirty two, thirty three. Uh, she yeah, it was right around her age. Um, is have you seen the doc, or you've only watched? I only listened to the podcast. I watched the doc. You watched the doc. Okay, mm-hmm. you're chewing nice. He's chewing nice now, just for the listeners. Um, it's really good. Like I, I. 375 I think I wrote down 375 um like I'm right between a three five and a four it's there is the true crime aspect of it because like we all know she died too young but it's not like an Amy Winehouse where it was like she overdosed and we Had know yeah. we know why like there was there was like the oh she was partying too much like she was having a hard time but it, it wasn't a clear cut she overdosed it was an accident over like it, there was no clear cause of death at the time and I didn't even remember until the doc that it was like pneumonia, which still, yeah, I think pneumonia. It, I think at the time you think, okay, it, it's a celebrity overdose and they're covering it up by saying it was something else to like save her legacy. Like the doctors are saying they're not coming out and saying what it was, but it's just, it's truly bizarre. It gets even more bizarre with her husband for a few things like the husband and the mom after the fact, but then also just like what happens with the husband, her husband, it is the story is crazy. You will like sort of remember it and you will remember her movies, but you won't remember the crazy details of like her death and what happened after. And it is, I feel like it was kind of like buzzed about, talked about for a little while, but I feel like our friends have not, like our listeners have not watched the show and they really should. Is how I feel. Three, seven, five. Yeah. Definitely for our generation. Yeah. Cause <clears throat> we're, I mean, people 10 years younger than us don't know who Brittany Murphy is. No. And I, <laughs> My favorite Brittany uh, Murphy movie is Uptown Girls. Most people's probably clueless. Um, but we, like, I loved, I've seen Uptown Girls a million times. Like, I watch those movies all the time growing up. And everyone's seen her movies. Like, we watch, and then it was this tragic thing. And it, it, it didn't make sense at the time. And it makes even less sense when you watch this. But you're just reminded of how crazy it was. And then, and then there's asbestos <laughs> involved. It was asbestos, right? I think it was just, it was like black mold. The same kind of deal. Yeah, I don't- a very a very very preventable situation, and uh, we've spoiled a lot of it. But there's another part of it that you're like, oh my god, that happened too. Like, how did that happen after we- you after everything you knew? We've yeah. spoiled some of it, and there's like even more yeah, yeah, yeah. that we didn't even touch. Um, I think so- it's a two parter, but it's like two hours total. It's completely worth your time. It's on HBO Max, and I highly recommend it. It's probably four stars. And I'm like, uh, I'm in between. Anything else? I have a podcast recommendation. Oh, I kind of do too, but I thought you want to go. I do want to go. Okay. Well, no, I haven't done my third. Oh. Yeah, I've only done two. Oh, you I went two you in a row, remember? You done. Okay. Nope. Well, you're done. Would you uh, like to Would you like to finish? I'll just go solo from here on out? No. I've- um, Haleywood. It's this remarkable podcast by iHeartRadio I stumbled upon that is about uh, Bruce Willis, who in the late 80s, bought some property in Haley, Idaho because he wanted him and Demi Moore wanted to escape the Hollywood glitz and glamour and raise their kids. Rumor, rumor Willis mm-hmm. wanted, wanted to raise their kids up there and how he slowly, but surely started like buying up the entire town. At first it was like a perfect marriage of like a celebrity who wanted to escape Hollywood and like the little town, like 
took pride in like protecting him and Demi Moore. You know what I mean? And how like the relationship turns sour. It's it's very interesting. I highly recommend it. It's called Haleywood, like Hollywood, but Haleywood, Haley, Idaho, Haleywood. Is it um, what part of Idaho? Because the, there's different. It's right. It's just south of Ketchum, so like Sun Valley. Very very nice. Okay. Very so Sun Valley Idaho is awesome destination. Um, this is like more remote than that. Okay. So I guess I think it's like ten miles away from Ketchum. I have um, just a reaffirmation of you said to listen to Doctor Death season three. Oh yeah, isn't it great? It was really good. I it's was phenomenal. I, a, I I drove to Canada and I listened to that show, uh, that podcast. It was it's it's great. It's actually pretty quick too. Aren't you like you're like without spoiling anything? When her and her friends no. in Italy, you're like, is this guy is this guy, is this guy serious? He's still trying to pull the. It's the best. Yeah, no. That's off he, to that guy. I love that guy. He's. I mean, it's the ultimate con artist um he's just like the epitome of he's the man a con artist he's absolutely not the man um but no i she the fiance or whatever you want to call her was like very interesting too and yeah she's like a self-made the the best part about it is like you wouldn't expect that something like this would happen to a woman this smart and established yeah she's clearly very intelligent and she i found myself so much more interested in all the parts that involved her versus like the medical side of it which was also interesting but she was way more compelling to me and like the vatican stuff i mean i don't know it's just all of it it was just all great um so i recommend dr death season three if you have not um listened to that yet and then Haley wood i don't know it sounds interesting um okay cool this was supposed to, I think we spent like 40 minutes, right? Yeah. 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 Okay. We did good. Shout out to us. We might be back next week, probably, to talk about succession and um, some other stuff. We'll see you then. Bye.